Muhaha. Welcome to Let's View It Again. Special horror episode in the middle of springtime. I'm Gene. I'm Steph. What's up, y'all? And we're here bringing you 1989's Pet Cemetery. Like I got right into the name of the movie this this episode. Didn't forget this time. I never forget. I just I'm preoccupied with stuff. So sometimes I I want to get in and let the viewers know how I'm feeling, things of that sort. So sometimes I just skip over it, but I'm always coming back. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Um this is a wonderful rewatch. <laughs> it's very for funny. me. Uh once again this is 1989's Pet Cemetery. But uh but yeah, I'm feeling great. What about you? Good. This yeah. was a fun and rewatch. It was fun to rewatch. It's just one that you watched growing up. Yes, we had this for some reason. I don't know, but what I do you remember. Mean for some reason? I, I mean, I just don't know it's why we movie. had a Stephen King movie. I don't know if we had any more, but I remember Pet Cemetery. You did. Stephen King was a very big name in the eighties. Um, so His adaptations anyway. It was a real rewatch because I know I haven't seen it probably since I was a kid. Well, the lady at the video store said we rented it in 2017. I don't. She, she did say that. I don't remember watching it. But even then, it would have been a real uh, rewatch. But since I don't remember having it in 2017, this was a good rewatch. Very I agree. Uh, have you watched anything else lately that you kind of want to share with the class? You know, this is a movie podcast. so And no. we, are, we, we are music, movie and streaming show podcast, we do everything. No, we finished uh, the series of the Wu series? Tang, so that kind of puts it all yeah, together. Basically, music. The, the last <laughs> thing we did that puts the music and television, yes. whatever. And if together. you're gonna if you're gonna make a group, I'm gonna need trust, <laughs> loyalty, and respect. He did not have that voice Thank in you. season one. I want to no. go back and rewatch, but I'm pretty There's sure. No need. There's no need to. Popped up in season two. Rizzo is a ridiculous person. I'm going to get that out there and say that now. Uh, This was a a very hard watch, especially season three. I powered through because I'm a completionist. But, yeah. Because I made you watch it. And that too. Uh, Because I've given up. What what, what else were we watching? That we stopped? That I've stopped on. Oh, Bel Air. I, I'm pretty much done with. I still watch that until yeah. they look until they uh take it away. Oh, until, until Peacock leaves. I don't think I'll be buying Peacock. Have, have you seen that own. HBO Max is now going to be called Max? I did. Sans and HBO. who's it? Uh, it, it's merging, I think it's like right? Discover H Discover Plus. What whatever their streaming service is, I don't even know. But Everybody I, has yeah. a streaming service. The lowest tier has commercial. I guess like Netflix did. We're back. Y'all at are back cable. to cable. <laughs> they were not going to let that idea go, and I mean they won. But it's they gave everything. us a taste. Yes. Uber, as if we didn't have, have taxis already. <laughs> I, I saw somebody no, well, suggest well, not, one. Not Uber. Uber, as if we didn't have delivery. No, Uber is the that, that's the that's the cause. Then they have uh, DoorDash. Well, maybe DoorDash yeah. is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, but everything is like we reinvented it. It's like we had cab drivers and people have been delivering food. So we had hotels, and they said, <laughs> "But what if my house was a hotel?" Yes. And I need you to put that laundry in there before y'all leave. Don't well, get into cars with strangers. 
And look at us. We're right back. At, <laughs> we're staying in strangers' houses we're and riding in their cars. Houses and, and riding in their cars. And My somebody's making be all so the money. so disappointed in me. <laughs> Everything she told me not to do, I just do. And I give them the money to do it. What does they say about me? What does they, they say, say about, about society? What does they say about me, Ray? Anyway, now that we've taken that small. We've gotten that out. <laughs> yeah. Small uh, detour. Detour is a detour. Uh, but speaking of things our mom told us not to do, she said I'm going to <laughs> cemeteries. We're talking about 1989. Yes. Was that a smooth segue? I like that. That was horrible. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. we'd be going to cemeteries. No, That's something don't we don't do. No, I, not. I mean, I, not that I know of. Black people don't play with the dead. Mm-hmm. Hence why none of this movie would have happened <laughs> <laughs> if there was a black man. Oh, if this is Creed another week another week of, of uh parents being unattentive and not watching their children to detrimental effects. So just like last week, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> much yeah. like this movie, which is a, oh, this that was nineteen eighty nine as well, which is why I'm not gonna have nineteen eighty nine facts. So listening and viewer audience, if you wanted to hear me give you some sweet, sweet nineteen eighty nine facts that won't be in this week. That's and if this is your so first much. time, go back and watch. Go back to listen to all our greatest hits. And to Honey, I Shrunk Take it all kids. in. Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk, Shrunk, and Shrunk, Shrunk, Shrunk. The kids. <laughs> yes. Uh, give the people a little synopsis of 1989's Pet Cemetery stuff. Let's all right. This is from StephenKing.com, so this should be the best synopsis. I know. This is week number two in a row as well that you haven't been to IMDb. And Hello. I'm not like Shaking things you. up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the road in front of Dr. Lewis Creed's rural main home frequently claims the lives of neighborhood pets. Lewis has recently moved from Chicago to Ludlow with his wife, Rachel, their children and pet cat near their house. Local children have created a cemetery for dogs and cats killed by the steady stream of transports on the busy highway. Deeper in the woods lies another graveyard, an ancient burial ground, or burial ground, excuse me, country. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to admit it, but senator, sinister properties Lewis discovers when the family cat is killed. I heard it. You heard it? I heard it. Okay. Uh, Pet Cemetery was released in ni- April 1989, eventually earning $89.5 million at the box office on an $11 million budget. $11.5 million budget. So did pretty well. Hooray. It was directed <laughs> by Mary Lambert, who is best known for music videos. She shot Nasty and Control for Janet Jackson. I don't know if you knew that stuff. And she did many of uh, Madonna's early videos. She, as far as movies go, this was kind of her only Big project that I saw, maybe some uh, sci-fi channel type, okay, you know, uh, movies. But uh, she does, she she started in music videos and best known for music videos. Pet Cemetery is an adapt uh, adaptation adaptation of Stephen King's novel of the same name. The novel and by way, you know, obviously the movie are both retellings of the classic short story, The Monkey's Paw. I mean, have you ever heard of this story? Say that again. The Monkey's Paw. Oh, but the sentence is the what? Uh, the retelling of the classic short, short story, Monkey's Paw. This is. Basically. Okay. Have you ever read that story? You guys didn't read that in a literature class? It, it sounds familiar. I want to say we did. Do you want me to give you a quick rundown? Yeah, of what go happened? ahead. Okay. For the people. Yeah, just and for the people who hadn't <laughs> um, read the short story, Monkey's yeah. Paw. Not to be confused with Jordan Peele's uh, production company, which he called Monkey's Paw. I'm not a Jordan Peele fan, but I just thought I should mention that. Um, the Monkey's Paw. A guy is is 
a man comes by a guy in his wife's wife house. He has a monkey's paw, like mm-hmm. a talisman. And the guy tells him, hey, this thing grants wishes, but they're twisted. Don't use it. I'm going to throw it in the fire. But he didn't throw it in the fire quick enough. The guy got it. And he said uh, he made his wish. He made a wish that he wanted like $20, which was this was like 1905. So that's like a million dollars in today's uh, money. He got the wish, but it was by way of an insurance check came to his house. His son died in a factory and the $20 was the payment. Mm. So distraught, he made a second wish, which was he wanted his son back. And his son was, you know, a zombie or whatever. And he came to the house and he made his third wish. I I guess we never get what his third wish was in the, um, in the short story, but the son is, you know, knocking at the door. I'm assuming wants to eat his dad. And then the knocking stops with the third wish. So that's how the story wraps up. Uh, So check that out. The monkey's power. Uh, Essentially, a lot of movies follow that basic premise where you think you want, want a thing in this thing perverse also one of my favorite Stephen King movies Needful Things uh it's basically the same premise uh but in that movie the antagonist is the devil so okay. yeah but anyway back to the monkey's paw that's a, this movie is a retelling of that um king Reportedly worked close with Mary Lambert, the director. So the film went straight too far from his source material, which I don't think it did. It seems I've never read the book, but it seems to be on par with everything that happened in the book. They, they turned in the script. Uh, they turned in the finished movie and it was too long for the studio. So some stuff was cut. So this uh, oh, this movie is an hour 47 minutes I long. I say, what was cut? So I can't tell you what the original <laughs> would have been, but I think some of the family dynamics and stuff was left out. It did seem rushed apart, and we, we'll get into that, but uh, but he did work closely uh, with the director on this movie. I can't say much about his other films, but Stephen mm-hmm. King, as you know, Steph and listeners probably, he was on fire in the 80s. And, and ever since, uh, movies adopted from King's works have pretty much been made every decade. It's at least mm-hmm. five every decade since the eighties. You know, he started out with well, prior to the eighties, Carrie in nineteen seventy six. But just a few, like he did uh, in the eighties, Creep Show one and two, Cat's Eye. Those are ones that he actually wrote uh, movies. But just movies adapted from him in the eighties: The Shining, Cujo, Christine, Children of the Corn, Firestarter, Stand by Me. Running Man. These are all in the eighties, and I'm they. I'm pretty sure they all did rather well. I know Stand by Me and Children of the Corn did. Stand by Me is also one of my favorite Stephen King films. Uh, another interesting fact about Stephen King, Steph. Yes. He may seem like a madman. I'm pretty sure he is. You have a have a twisted mind. But I, I want to take that back. I had a lot of jokes, but I started reading on Stephen King. First and foremost, he is very progressive when it comes to politics. He is all about gun control. He uh, wants more taxes on the rich, himself included, and he hates Donald Trump. This is a trifecta, if I've ever heard one. This is this is a, a wonderful man. But they are they believe his macabre uh, stories and tellings stem from him witnessing his friend be murdered by a train when he was a child, like hit by a train, 
and he blocked it from my mind. Like he said, he can't remember it, but his mom is like, "Yeah, you came home, told us, and we found, you know." So, every, they believe it stems for that. So I, was, I always thought he was just weird, but I mean, apparently it stems from that. Okay. That's very traumatic. Uh, and he was a child. Yeah, I think he was like eight or nine or something. Oh. Yeah. So I wanted to have a lot of Stephen King jokes, and then I read that I was like, "Oops, I've done it again." <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, I know, I kind of ended on a sour note there. But, hey, he's progressive. The soil is sour. We'll get get into into that. We'll get into (laughs) that in just a minute. That was my facts on the movie Pet Cemetery, an adaptation of the novel Pet Cemetery, And it's spelled S-E-M-A-T-A-R-Y for whatever reason. Okay. The monkey's paw. So a little bit about the cast. We have uh, Dale McKift plays Lewis Creed, uh, born in Maryland. The earliest credit I saw was Nightmare Weekend, 1984. So horror, science fiction. I guess he, you know, like those <laughs> type this? of roles. Dale McKift that's the, that's, plays uh, Lewis the Creed. Okay, the okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Love Potion number nine. I, I remember, remember that, that movie. You um, remember the activation word for that? What was it? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Starring uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, he also played Elvis in a TV movie, Elvis and Me, 1988. I've never seen that. Definitely would not have seen that one. <laughs> uh, then we have Denise Crosby. Name sounds familiar, right? Crosby. Rachel Creed uh, is the character that she plays. Born in L.A. She's known for playing the security chief, Tasha Yar, in Star Trek. Trek, excuse me, the next generation. She's an actress and a model. From what I found, being Crosby's granddaughter. So, well, she comes from Chesnut's a line. Chestnut's roasting. Doesn't, isn't that his song? Chestnut's? I, I don't know if oh. that's his. Oh. Uh, we are Halloween and Christmas this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Ellie Creed, uh, the oldest child of the Creed family, played by Blaze Birdall, born in New York City. Uh, she's a successful voiceover actress, so she went that way. Um, we have, is it Miko or Michael? I'm sorry. Hughes. Michael. Who plays Gage The real Reed. star of this movie. <laughs> yes, the star, the little <laughs> star of this movie. Um, from Apple Valley, California. He played in Mercury Rising opposite Bruce Willis. And other roles, but uh, that might be a familiar. Uh, I remember the movie, but I I don't remember. Bruce Willis has so many uh, credits. Um, He's also a successful voiceover, uh, does successful, he is a successful voiceover actor, also. Got tongue tied there. I know the children wanted to voice over uh, that route. We have Fred Gwynn, who plays Judd Crandall. From New York, New York, you may know him as Herman Munster from The Munsters. Of course. And he started in theater, uh, also a vocalist and artist. From what I read, a lot of his roles, he got uh, typecasted after The Munsters. So. Can you do a uh, Herman Munster impression? I can't. Can you? <laughs> yes. One more time for the people. I don't think they heard you. <laughs> There we go. Was that good? 
Thank you. And lastly, we have Brad Greenquist, who plays Victor Pascal. He also brings some comedic relief. He does. This movie. I um, think that this, this is what it is. And that's why I liked it as a kid. It was more funny than it was terrifying. I mean, it has its parts, but. It, yeah. It's nothing too bad. Um, but we'll get into yeah, it, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Actor, director, producer. Um, first credit was Mutants in Paradise, from what I found. So that's a little bit about our people. That's that. Give us uh, let's, let's, get, let's it. get it the first egg, man. We've kept them so, waiting yeah, long enough. Pet Cemetery. Uh, we open up and we have scenes from a pet cemetery. So you know. He goes straight there with it. <laughs> no question what this movie yeah, is about. Yeah, it takes a little while for the movie to start uh, with those scenes, but we find that we have a family of four who we later on find uh, find out are the Creeds. Um, they've moved to a new home. Louis Creed, the father, is a doctor. He's gotten a job at the local college. Um, we have the first of many scenes of the 18-wheelers flying down the road uh, by this family's house. Gage, and I guess you say kind of foreshadowing, uh, the youngest of the Creed bunch is saved by a neighbor when he almost gets ran over by an 18-wheeler. And that neighbor is Judd from the Munster. You want me to do it again, don't you? I I'm thought not. you do. I'm it. not. I, I, uh, I, no. You felt it though. Yes, I knew you wanted me to. I know you. Me, I know you. No, I know you. you just deny you, me. You're trying to make a fool of Why me you? in front of all these people. <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. All 40 of these people watching us. Why you say forty? I mean, that's you know that's what, you, know, you you're correct. All million of these people <laughs> taking this in. You never know, but we see a mysterious path right near the Creed's home. So if this was your first time watching, you know you'd be like, oh, I bet there's a cemetery back there. <laughs> <You ain't not. laughs> that's what I was. That's what, that's what, I was you, that's what yeah, you say. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, oh, it's something over there. Huh? Because that's cemetery. what people used to do. They used to just bury folks. I mean, you know, I mean, you had, yeah, you had to put your dead somewhere, but you, you had to. I wouldn't have thought it were. was a pet cemetery, no. Because no. People are not, especially country folk, are not known for burying animals. You will, if you are a dog and you get too sick, you are simply tied to a tree and shot in the head. That's what happens. And in then the what happens with the body? Leave it there for the vultures. I guess that's real. Take country. my chain back and my collar. But <laughs> what would you say? Like, uh, what's the move? No, no. <laughs> What, what, yeah, take it. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. We we off topic, Steph. That's you did that, but anyway, uh, Lewis, Mister Cree, visits the neighbor Judd. Um, I think it's that night, but either way, he learns that the path leads to the pet cemetery, um, and so yeah, something is going to happen with this cemetery and with these trucks. And, yes, <laughs> as the, much as they mentioned it. Essentially, this movie is. It seems uh, some kind of, uh, what, what would you call it? They're making some kind of statement against 18-wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> you you think the, the train industry wrote this movie as yeah. much as 18-wheelers uh, are villainized. It's almost like a book. Like, you know, when you read. Um, it's an adaptation of the Stephen King work well, of the same name. Did you hear me earlier? Yes, I okay. know that. But I'm just saying. The amount of times that they repeat things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, when when you read, which you know, which made me want to read the book that, that, if, that repeat. Uh, I would want to see how it's written versus presented on screen. But I've seen this so many times. I think it skewed my 
I, I, I probably wouldn't even enjoy the book. Anywho, let's get to it. Uh, the Creeds and Herman Monster, they go on a little field trip down to the cemetery. Weird place to go, but that's what they do. Uh, he gives them a, a little tour, and he tells them that he even buried his dog back here, back in old 1904. It's a weird place. And he also scares the little girl because he said, this okay, Ellie. Hello. That's okay, Ellie. This is where the dad talk. Noticeably, the girl is shaking. And he like, no, no, not that way. What is, what is somebody supposed to take by that, Herman? What? Not that way. <laughs> Anywho, they, they, they wrap all this up. Well, they don't really wrap up. They talk about dead pits and burying and dead talking. And the little girl wonders, is her cat Winston Churchill going to die? Which is a funny name. Winston Churchill, the cat, yes. And they say, well, she says, God can't have my cat. He needs to get his own cat. And she really shouldn't have said that because God, from her mouth to God's ears, he's going to take that cat. Anyway, she, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what happens, Steph. You watch what comes out of your mouth. Cursing the very God that brought her cat to be Ellie. Anyway. The next day, Mr. Creed is off to go to work, and he's going to take the cat to get his nuts cut. They keep repeating that. It, it is <laughs> no reason did. for them to say that because it doesn't come up again. Well, they're going to get him fixed because they don't want the cat. If he's not fixed, he's going to be going out trying to chase some cat, and then he's going to get hit by a truck. <laughs> so they bring that up, but he never even makes it there anyway. But he's off to work, and we also see that they have a housekeeper. And she says, her tummy hurts. She yes, is of, she is I of no... She is not necessary to the plot whatsoever, but we'll talk about her. Yes, a little bit I later. don't understand because she comes. Then she comes. They mention it at least twice. I want to say was that about the nuts cut? Uh, well, they I say that so. like three times. Yes, because Ellie says it. And Ellie then, tells her tells them that the maid told. Well, the housekeeper yes. told her that he's going to get the nuts and cut. The dad and the dad the maid for, for saying for saying that you know. But they never bring it back up again. And no, I don't know why she's uh, why the housekeeper is there. Or, why they, or whatever happens to her later. Yeah, yeah. But she's complaining of a tummy ache. And that's essentially all yeah, that happens yeah. in my She point. gets a, a man, not she. A man is hit by a truck. So mm. finally, I'm walking to say darn finally. Trucks. But... Yeah, you say finally somebody's dead. <laughs> no, I just say <laughs> there's a reason for the shortest truck, I guess, at least. He said, you forgot to tell you that judge said, better be careful on that road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he 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 told them not to mind the road. Why you always on the road? Why you always? <laughs> why you always on the road? Oh, forever. So funny. nobody was minding the road. Nobody was paying attention to the road. But there's a man hit by the truck. Um, they rush him to Doctor Creed Lewis. Uh, Lewis Creed. He's uh at the college working, and um, he seems dead, but he wakes and uh he tells him the soul of a man's heart is stonier than lewis so whatever that means i don't know i don't know but the soul comes up again yes uh lewis ends up seeing i guess you say the ghost of the man um his name is pascal pascal um in his home he tells him the ghost tells lewis we've got places to go <laughs> and he leads lewis to uh the pet cemetery and uh lewis wakes up 
has dirty foot bottoms. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he realizes, I guess, that it's not a dream. Like, this really did happen. So some at some point, he walked back to his home and got into bed. He 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 is arguing with a ghost. My, let, let's, let's set the scene. This is what I didn't get. Well, first of all, leaving my house to follow a ghost is the first thing I don't get. But the ghost was like, hey, I'm going to help you because you helped me. Which is a lie because the doctor didn't do anything but close his eyes. And what did he tell him? Uh, you were I'm not dead. When tell I tell you again. What's that? Uh, didn't he tell him, "Let's go"? I'm not going. Oh tell yes, you he again. did. Uh, uh, he he scooted off <laughs> the screen. The way he scooted That's gonna off get from inserted that <laughs> so everyone can enjoy that as well. But yeah, the ghost is. Uh, he's he's pressuring Lewis to go out to the cemetery with him. Yes, it's supposed to be such a bad idea. <laughs> It well, is. well, he got him there and said, "Don't go any farther. You could come to this little cemetery, but don't go what, back though? there." That's like, you don't know, give me all the information. Kid not to get the piece exactly. of candy, then leaving the room. Exactly. This is a horrible <laughs> uh, imaginary friend that I was Lewis like, has. What? Yeah. So, but yeah, the the ghost wants to help Lewis because he helped him, which once again is a lie. And Lewis tells him, "Like you already did when I got when you got there." So. Even Lewis couldn't keep the secret. I didn't try to help you, boy. <laughs> I was you were the last body before my lunch break. I had other things to it do. There was nothing else he could do. It was not. He was he, he was, did he not buy bad. that road. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, were you wrapped yeah, up? Okay, ahead. yeah. The uh the family, we, we see them switching seasons. We go from uh Halloween and then now we're at Thanksgiving. And the family is going to go off to Chicago. Well, we don't know they're going to Chicago, but we know they're going to the the uh, in laws' house. I guess we did. You say that that the Crees were from Chicago. Yeah, I think okay. That's what so they, yeah, they're they're going they're, they're going there minus Lewis. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why Lewis is staying back at the house. Maybe they had problems with his in laws. Well, he says that know. he says he doesn't. You know care for the father-in-law yeah, or we, the, the father-in-law doesn't care for him vice versa but i mean a hotel is pretty affordable for a small town doctor you could just you could just go to the city that you're from and go get a hotel and room. it's your whole family gone. in your whole family your wife a, a toddler yeah. and, and another little girl you just say go out be free my little birds fly fly Anyway, <laughs> his very first day alone. Yes, far, far away from me. His very first day alone. Uh, he it begins with a call from old Judd. He says, "There's a cat on my lawn. It looks like your little girl's cat." And true enough, it is Winston Churchill. Oh, Winston dead. Not the Brit Winston Churchill, but Winston Churchill the cat. He's Gone. dead on Judd, Judd's lawn, taken by the road. Because nobody, well, they got his nuts cut. I don't know what he was traveling for, but he got deaf because of it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, at that point, he's prepared to have the deaf talk with Ellie. And that's that's where this whole thing goes off the reel. He wants to have the talk. Yes. But Judd stops him and said, maybe that's another way. <laughs> And no other explanation is given. He just says, maybe there's another way where you don't have to approach your daughter and tell her about life and death. 
would don't have ruin the so holidays. All this would have gonna learn after <laughs> exactly. She's going to get a crash course. Yeah, and that is yeah. not a pun. Everything, but it should have been. Lewis, you should have told your daughter. He could have. He just says a better way. Anyway, that's what the old man tells him. Steph, I got, I got to drive home the point that the man is a doctor. Yes. You could afford a new cat. You could just go buy a, a great cat. The and child was not no. Just call it Winston Churchill. The child would know. Matter of fact, buy a puppy. Take a mind off of it. If you don't want to talk about that at the moment, he does I, not I don't think she, do she, any of this. She would have gone for that. He no. He she would have. She would have. If you buy a child a brand new animal, not if they don't like they're it. Gonna forget, they're gonna forget one day. Puppies are cute. They they make you forget. Anyway, he didn't go to a pet store, Steph. Where did he go? He headed into the cemetery with the old man, but they didn't stop there. Did not. He went to the very place that the ghost man just told him not to go. This is what I'm saying as a black person. We would, first of all, I'm not climbing over branches and twigs and this this place is cut off for a reason with the old man First who is very all, agile. You probably not going down that path. I'm not going to the pet cemetery like, to begin with. Is that my land? I'm not buying a house <laughs> with a cemetery in the back either. So yeah. Yes. There's did they see the house before? Did they see that path? And, and, yes. Did they see everything? The flying trucks, Judd. <laughs> they did not. The path. This was if they should have been on. What uh, was the love of the list? Uh, yeah, right. HGTV. Because. <laughs> <laughs> they could have talked about the traffic and this weird path in the back of my house. Yes. Bring it down to value. Anyway, he he went to the place where the, the dead got told not to go. Deliberately disobeyed uh, the ghost. Just and like Simba. Let's not forget how fast Judd, Judd, Judd is. Judd is up over this wall. <laughs> Judd is 80 years old. <laughs> but he's driven he is by... Gone. A, the call from beyond the grave to get this man back there. To get a cat back. To get a cat back. Just so this man wouldn't have to talk to his daughter. So, yes, he jumps over the wall and heads uh, I guess to this. The top. Well, the they go th- they go through they go through a forest and then they go over mountain. And then when they finally get there, Lewis, all out of breath, it says he finally asked because he's been all these places he's not once asked Judd where are we going what are we doing with right. this dead cat in a bag Judd <laughs> what are we doing a cat in the bag they get past one cemetery climb up a mountain to another cemetery and says this look like a cemetery and Judd said yup and never stopped to say why would you do that why would you do that well, why would you make me come here he never asked. Never asked and where you're going before you even start. Let's correct. <laughs> and never said, what's a better way, Judd? Uh, but anyway, Judd tells me, yes, we are at a cemetery, and this is not a regular cemetery. This is a genuine Indian burial ground. And Lewis says, sure, <laughs> I'm already here. Let's do this, Judd. And Judd says, we're not doing it. A man got to bury his own. And Lewis <laughs> tricks forward even after that creepy warning he still pickaxes into the ground and puts the cat and gets the cat out of the bag he, cat's out the bag cat is out the bag <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out the bag and uh 
he still ain't asked. Like he he put the cat there. He didn't ask him why he was like putting the dirt over the hole. Like what's the? It's purpose? a lot of steps to this. Yeah, he to had get to dig up a hole. there and then to actually take the cat out of the bag. And he he did not say, Judd, how does this solve my initial problem? How does this work? Of, well, how does the, it's still cat? It's still dead, Judd. Yes, I'm burying it. So we yes. went to a secondary location. The pet cemetery is Herman down Monster. there. Correct. But Whatever. Not, yeah, they just go back, with it. They head back to the house, and that's when Judd makes some promise. You're going to keep this whole thing a secret affair. And <laughs> Lewis says, what are we keeping secret? And he does not answer him. He does the cryptic thing, and he says, a man's hard as stony, Lewis. Oh, my goodness. There we go. The Repetition. comes right back. <laughs> and Lewis is shaking because the dead man used his last breath to tell him those exact words. And he still doesn't think anything weird is going on. He doesn't leave the house because yeah. I would have left that very moment and went to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and never left, came Left back. that old man there. And with whatever that cat, cat was, exactly. co- whatever was coming to fix it. <laughs> But anyway, that that was just normal, and Lewis paid no mind. He calls his family. He doesn't say anything about the cat being dead. And then at the very end of the call, his sweet baby Gage says, I love you, Daddy. And Lewis does not answer his son. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. He just continues to say, I love you, Daddy. And Lewis does not respond in any way. His heart is stony indeed. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, church returns. He does. You know. Winston Churchill. He's back. <laughs> uh, Lewis uh, goes to visit Judd again. You know, they're they friends by now. You they know, are. they <laughs> they stay uh, sitting down together, right? Did and, we mention it? I guess we did say he's right across the street from Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I said neighbor, but he yeah. is, you know, right across that Across visit. the road. Yes. That busy. I think it's Highway 15. I think they showed the sign okay. at one point. Um, south. So, you know. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you know. It's going south. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Judd uh, tells uh, Lewis uh, that his dog, so Judd's dog, Spot, was brought back to life when he was younger. But he came back aggressive. So... He Spot. didn't say this prior to <laughs> us putting the dead cat in the Indian yes. burial ground. He did not. Yes. Uh, yeah, they say Indian at this point. This is the 80s, I guess, you know. He said something about Ragman, and I didn't know if that was racist or not, and I didn't feel like looking it up, but I know it yeah. is. Yeah, so Native American, as we would say. But the, the dog came back aggressive. Like you said, he didn't tell that. He had this information. It didn't just <laughs> come to him. He could have said this uh, before they went up there and let the man make an informed decision. Exactly. Because he would have not made that decision. (laughs) Or maybe he would have. Who knows? Lewis is not the smartest doctor. Apparently not. Just book smart. But yeah. So Church is aggressive. He, uh, while uh, Lewis uh, is in the bathtub, Church comes and drops a dead rat (laughs) into the water. Oh, I, guess. I mean, even even a live cats will do that though. Cats are weird; they would do that. They bring you like presents to show you that I, I am accepting of your household. We are one. Here's an offering. Let me stay. Yeah, they bring dead birds to people all the time. So cats are weird. 
So but, I guess I an mean, undead cat just ups the ante and brings a huge rat into the And chair. drops it into your bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but Lewis, Lewis's time alone has come to an end. The family is back. Everybody's complaining about the smell of the dead cat, mind you, because yes. he's dead and roaming about and being I, just just I, being a butthole to everyone. Then uh, Lily said she wanted to save some money, right? Yes, so yes. That she could get him some shampoo or something. Yes. And the doctor did not say, I'm rich, and that's that's easily doable, honey. That's what I say. Either one of them, mama or dad, could have taken them. What does the mom do? Did, they, did we ever? I she don't a homemaker? know if, we ever, if they ever mentioned what she does. Mm. She never went to work in the movie. She just went to Chicago or That's she was true. with the kids. Maybe she's maybe she just stays at home. Yeah. Anyway, for no other reason, just to break our characters down, we get we're treated to a scene of the maid hanging herself because she can't live with stomach cancer anymore. And Did we that, know it was stomach yeah, cancer? Yeah, she wrote it on a well, she said her tummy was hurt. And she kept saying it, complaining about the tummy aches. And then she wrote on the paper, um, it's cancer or something like that. Mm. Just, very, very not vague. Uh, and then she just, don't know yeah, why she she just hangs this. herself and that's it. That just sets up the dad to finally sit down and talk to Ellie about death though. So he d- did yeah. that, but he, he explained death to her, but he also left out the part about the zombie cat and just went on about his way. Yes. But the mom, Rachel, is taking this all so hard. She's crying and she's in the bed and she's having a fever dream about her sister dying of spinal meningitis. Once again, this is not important whatsoever because it does not move the for the story forward at all. She yeah. she just dreams of this. It's a very terrifying scene. Uh that, that might be a little scary for kids. I think it would be scary for kids, but it doesn't have any anything to do with pets or pet cemeteries or Herman Monster. None of it. So, as she's awakened from this fever dream by her husband, Lewis, he says that, yeah, you know what? Hold on, let me rewind. Her sister died of spinal meningitis. Her mom and dad made her watch the sister while they were out earning a living and paying for all the nice things that she had. And she regretted and she hated them for it and them making her stay and take care of her sibling. Lewis, when she, she wakes up and Tells him this story that he's obviously heard before. He says, you're right. I hate your parents, too. We're in agreement there. Do you want some value? <laughs> I'm not making. This is exactly how that happened. He said, I hate your mom and your dad for making you stay. Do you want some value? And she said, I think I'm OK. He said, no, I'm going to get you some value. And then he walked out. These are not prescribed. So I don't know what kind These of doctor. Are, he's a doctor that has a legal cash of medicines that he just keeps on his person. And he does have a small, tiny doctor's bag, too. <laughs> yes. I was like, what year <laughs> like is this? Like he's 1940s. Like he's traveling across uh, the planet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Look, a pioneer doctor. He has this bag, obviously filled with Valium, for his grieving wife. <laughs> but, um, so I guess she's feeling better. They go have a family picnic. After the, after the Valium? Yeah. I bet you After are. the Valium comes the sunshine. Um, so they're out there uh, having a picnic. Uh, Dr. Creed Lewis, he's flying a kite. Gage, of course, wants to play uh, with the kite too, but he wanders away while he's uh, chasing the kite. And unfortunately, Gage is struck 
by one of the many trucks. He did not mine that road. Yeah. Uh, and his dad, Lewis, was, you know, on the way to get him right before he got to the road. He fell. Uh, so, yeah. So Gage dies, of course. Yeah, and that's, that's, I mean, I guess that's the second villain of the movie. Boat shoes. If he had some good, sturdy Nikes on, he would have caught that boy. 18 wheelers and, and boat shoes. But they had a habit of turning Make, their backs on their kids correct. at the beginning. Ellie, well, she was she was uh, riding on the uh, rope swing, uh, tire swing, the tire swing on a tree, and it was like you know, be careful. And it's like, how are you careful <laughs> if you're swinging back and forth from a tree? And she fell and broke her leg. Yes, her and her then. Gage, did he almost get hit then? Quick. Yeah, this is all so. in one day. The very first day they, they show up at this demon house, these things this happen. Yeah, watch uh watch your kids. And wear cool. Nikes. This is not an endorsement of Nikes. Just wear athletic shoes. But, but yeah. I do. I, I mean, I wear Nikes. Because if I knock a fool out, it could be black knights on my feet. Thank you for that piece of information. <laughs> so they have the funeral. I guess... uh. The tension is high. Rachel's father ends up attacking Lewis. So they, you know, have a fight at the funeral. Uh, they knock over Gage's casket. I don't know if it opened. It it did, but they didn't show the inside. It, they didn't I think show they showed it. his little fist. Oh, uh, well, his little hand. So, yeah, tempers flare there. Uh, Judd tells Lewis he can't... Uh, Bury Gage on the Micmac grounds, right? Because you know, yeah, we finally named the Indian, and that's a real tribe. I didn't do natives. my research on um on the Micmac, but y'all look him up. That's I think a it's real Native American. Yeah, tribe. I think it's M I apostrophe M A K M A Q. Okay, so y'all look that up. I'm I, I'm tired of doing the work for y'all. But uh, <laughs> so Lewis is interested, in, of course, bringing Gage back, just like he did with Church. Correct. Why did he tell him he couldn't do it? Because the ground's gone south, Lord. And he gives him a story uh, of of a, of a guy, I guess a young man named Timmy Baderman. Yes. Um, he was brought back after he was buried on the grounds, but he didn't come back as himself. And, you know, the neighbors ended up burning down the house that Timmy and his father were in. Um, that doesn't deter Lewis. And so, it's not. That's not the funny part. He digs up Gage, but it's the look when he thinks that somebody. He thought he was about to get to get found out by yes, the cops. He thought somebody, the the cops or whoever, it was the cops. That, yeah, 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 they were going to see him digging up Gage, but. The face he gives is hilarious because it's, it's like getting, a comedy. It's, it's going right here. Oh, yeah, it's going right here. <laughs> but with that, the way they try to show him, I guess, going to this different space, like all the faces that he makes, it was um, rife with overacting in the bad. Like way. Uh, in the airport where Rachel's parents are leaving. Um, what did he say? the 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 grandfather, the one that attacked Lewis, the father. He said something. Everybody's upset or wound up. He uses some words, and then uh, Lewis repeats it, and he just has like this blank. 
uh, blank face. I remember that part. Yeah, it's when they're at the airport. They're about to uh, leave to go back home. But they they try to get him to look like he's zoning out. Like there's some type like of transformation. Yeah. yeah. But it just ends up being funny. Um, to me, at least. Oh, it's very hilarious. Uh, How they try to make him seem like he's spiraling, I yeah. guess. It's also very hilarious that Lewis is digging out his graves one day. I know that much. Yes. Uh, then he come back and just he just fell in the bed after. Correct. I mean, you you've dug your son up, and then you went to put him on the Micmac grounds. You had to cross over the mountain. We told you they did go over the mountain. He is beat. You hear me? Yes. So you got Pascal, the the ghost. Uh, he warns Lily, the daughter. You know that something's wrong. I can't remember exactly what he said, but she got the message right in in what she thinks is a dream, and she ends up telling Rachel, her mother, that you know something's something's wrong. Um, and Rachel, I guess she believes Lily. She ends up going back home. She tries to call Lewis, but he doesn't answer. And I guess he's that was, too busy <laughs> grave robbing. So th- that was enough for her to go back. But Lily stayed back in Chicago, Chicago with her Maine. grandparents. Um, so Lewis buries Gage on the Native American grounds. Um, and Gage is alive again. If you didn't know, you see his little hand come up. <laughs> the strong baby. From behind the rock. Through the ground, up through the mounds of rocks that Lewis placed on his grave. I, don't, I guess that was the... The the way you activate it, um, placing the rocks in a certain manner. Nonetheless. Gage is back. The boy is back. And I, I have my little note cards here, but I don't even need notes for this. This is probably the most memorable uh, section, uh, sequence in the movie, when Gage makes his return triumphantly to the Creed household and goes <laughs> on his little killing spree. But he has made his way back. And he goes into the house, up to the stairs, uh, to his dad's little medicine bag. I told you he kept one on his person. I don't know why, because he's a doctor. And you don't have to bring your tools home like you're a mechanic. <laughs> you don't have to bring them to the hospital. <laughs> and then this lets me know that he's a, uh unattentive and, and just careless parent. Because the, the bag is on the floor. Sure, the boy is already dead. But it lets me know, because muscle memory will have you put the bag up out of the child's reach. But it's not. It's on the, on the floor of the closet. Or a lock. Or a lock. Nobody keeps locks on anything. Nothing. It's a very bad trait in the 80s. Nonetheless, the little demon boy grabs a scalpel out of the bag. He leaves his dad. It doesn't bother him at the moment. He has bigger fish to fry, and the, that fish is Herman Monster across the street. He's had enough of him tampering with the dead. You and... You're telling stories about Tim and Baderman. You're trying to keep people from coming and fulfilling their destiny. I'm assuming. I don't really know why he went to Judd's house. But nonetheless, he gets there. He's there. And he lures Judd up to uh, to the top floor, to the second level of the home. Judd is asleep. He's awakened by a disembodied voice saying, let's play hide and seek. And he follows that voice like a crazy person. Upstairs, there's little muddy footprints that he follows right upstairs. And Judd is wary because he's an old man. You don't get old by being a fool. He pulls out a tiny switchblade. But what he doesn't know 
is that Gage is armed as well. Yes. And he also is very good at playing hide and seek because he doesn't know where he is. He reaches as his a little. Child would, would, right? Yeah, children are very good at playing hide and seek, especially a reanimated child with knowledge of life, death, and beyond. He reaches his little hand out from under the bed and slices Herman Monster's Achilles, bringing him down to his knees. This is a horrible scene. I think everybody knows that I'm going to put it here so you can see it over and over again. And then Judd is screaming and he gives him old scalpel across the face, gives him a permanent smile a la Heath Ledger's Joker. And then, if that wasn't enough, the little boy, for some reason, bites the man's juggler like a tiny possessed pit bull and takes him out. And that's the end of old Herman Monster. So... As that's done, Rachel has, I don't know, Steph neglected to mention that Rachel has been led back to the house by uh, her imaginary Pascal ghost friend. He has directed her back to the to the homestead at this point. Anywho, she's back from Chicagoland. And when she gets back, she too is led upstairs by this tiny little man who is luring people to the death. I don't know his the extent of his powers. I don't think anybody does, but he, he has the power to overpower men, but he also can throw his voice and make himself sound like people because he, he makes himself sound like Rachel's uh, dead sister. Rachel still... I, I guess traumatized. Maybe. She's, you know, whatever. I, well, I don't know why Rachel went to Judd's house anyway to begin with. She didn't even go home first. She went to Judd's house. But maybe she figured since Lewis didn't answer the phone that he was, he was by Judd. You know, they stayed together. Uh, I, I, I guess. But, oh, uh, as she's led upstairs, that's when she goes to his little tiny slaughterhouse that he's lured her to and he has transformed himself into the sister. Actual, unless she's seeing things, we don't know if the baby can make you hallucinate. Uh, we don't really get a, a, a full telling of what he can or cannot do. But Rachel sees. But Rachel sees her sister. And just as she's getting closer to her sister and her sister's getting closer to her, it all disappears and we're treated to what it actually is the whole time. It's Gage in a crushed velvet suit with a top hat and a walking stick. A tiny walking stick that it was made for a baby because no one else could use it. Where did he get these things from? He was not buried in this outfit. Gage has been summoning things from the great beyond and playing dress up. Apparently. <laughs> and uh, then as mom gets closer for a little hug on this little Mr. Peanut man, he scaffolds mm. her too. And that is all she wrote for mom. Judd, and now it's on to uh, to Pop Pop, who's still over there, knocked out. He's tucked it out from digging all these graves all night. He wakes up and sees the tiny footprints. And he says, my boy is back. Let me go find him. He's going to follow the footprints, and he gets a call. That's right. He gets a call from Tiny Gage, who has learned how to use a phone. In the afterlife, and he calls and tells his dad, I'm over at Judd's house, and I've been playing with Mommy and Judd, which is code for I have scalped them. You're next if you come over here talking that crazy stuff. And Judd, he picks up his little medicine bag for some more 
ammunition and fills up some syringes full of what is morphine we come to find out i don't think the the movie explicitly says it but he fills up three syringes and heads over to take care of this little demon baby but before he gets in church tries to stop him then he he kills winston churchill the cat right before he heads in so winston churchill is down and i do i mean i guess i don't know if he's like did he was uh gage laughing too much it's like why did he think that gage wasn't right when he didn't he didn't he didn't believe the stories about the the was it the Timmy Baderman. Timmy Baderman. He didn't believe Judd when he said, you know, his dog spot returned and was different. So it's like, did he just need to hear Gage laugh Laughing like maniacally that? Maniacally, or like, how did he learn to use a phone? Oh, my, or my that. My regular baby wouldn't know how to do that. Or that. And then he was just Why like. Why is my scalpel missing? Oh, uh, yeah. Let me. Um, it's murdering time. Get my morphine. Re-murdering that. time. Yes. But. He goes on. Oh, did you say he he killed? Uh, he killed Winston Churchill. Yeah, he, he killed. So Winston mom Star. is gone. Judd is gone. Winston Churchill, the cat is gone. Yes. So Lewis goes to Judd's house, right? Like you said, and he finds Rachel, his wife, hanging <laughs> from Judd's attic. Like that's like strong baby. Strong baby and, you know, what a scene, right, when you get into somebody's house. True. And then Gage flies <laughs> out of the attic. Yeah, he does. I don't know. You need to let the people see that. They're going to see that. They're going to get a lot of scenes. <laughs> if they if they let you. Yes, if, if YouTube oh. doesn't block everything. So Gage flies, like really flies out of the attic or jumps, whatever. But he looks like he's glides. flying. He glides. That's a better word. He attacks Lewis. He still has another shot. So he gives uh, Gage the shot. Well, he tries to at first and Gage, mm, get that out of here. Get that weak stuff out of here, daddy. Okay. <laughs> blocks him. <laughs> But um, he has three. Good thing he brought three with him. Yes, but he does end up making contact. And <laughs> yes, he does. The shot, and Gage walks away. No fair, no fair. <laughs> um, so it's my favorite he's back scene to in a the baby movie. Now, baby talk, and Lewis ends up burning. He, he drunkenly falls into a corner. I was talking about Gage. Yes. Yeah, he just walks over and and and, and passes out. <laughs> but uh. Lewis ends up burning down Judd's house. If you think about back to Timmy Baderman's story, they ended up burning the house down. He he, he takes it out. It really Rachel's, wasn't any reason. They were already dead, but he takes out Rachel's body before he uh burns down, or before the house burns down. He makes it out with Rachel's body. He buries her, and you know. The, the 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 native lands. He, he just won't stop. He will not stop after seeing all of that. You had the cat. If the cat was enough, your child <laughs> is killing people. And if a child can do that, what would make you think? But his thought process is, which I was about to get to, his thought process is that it wouldn't be like it was with Gage because she hadn't been dead as long. Mm -hmm. You know, he he tries to rationalize, you know, oh, Gage was dead too long, but, you know, she's 
newly Fresh. dead, freshly dead. So he buries her, and um, Rachel does return. She does. As they tend to do. This is his third time. He's sitting down, have a relaxed game of solitaire, waiting on his wife. This is his third time. This is his third time. He even knows what time she's going to show up. He set an alarm. I don't know what that was for. Yeah. Uh, she walks in. They kiss. She reaches for a knife on the table while they're kissing. Of course, Louis can't see because he's enthralled in his wife that has like one eye or she has something. She AI, yes. I don't know what the boy did to her, but one of the eyes. Is yes. And, and it's like puss. Yes. She lifts up the knife. He screams and it goes black. So we can just assume that that she is she still wandering him. the earth, killing people. And Ellie does not have a family anymore. Yeah, Ellie lost her whole family because uh, because of eighteen. Doctor Lewis wouldn't listen to Judd. Eighteen Willis and and bad shoes. Well, Judd, yeah, Judd told everybody to mind the road. And nobody listened. But it the happened because Doctor. Creed would not listen to Judd. Now, you know one thing. Judge should have never took him up there. Well, yes, <laughs> Judd never stopped to question what what was what's happening. He just, I don't feel like I don't feel like having a conversation with my my child right now. And I do whatever you say, old man. Sure, let's go to an Indian burial ground. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, Lewis doesn't really. He halfway reasonable. questions. He's like, what are we doing? And then he just continues. He, he, yes. <laughs> he asked, what are we doing? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. He's like, okay, then. I'll keep going. We already, we, we're halfway already here. There. Look, this is, this is, this is what I'm wondering. What is, what is up with this town and these trucks? A, a young boy was just, this is before Gage. When, when Pax, what is his name? Paxson? Pascal. When Pascal was killed, it, it had only be like six months. This is a young child, well, a teenage boy who's been killed by a speeding truck. Six months later, you killed a baby, and the trucks never once stopped. I know there must not have been a 1989 equivalent of Morris Bart because he would have had insurance settlements out the wazoo in this town. They haven't stopped speeding down this highway yet. And they just killed two people in less than a year. What is going on in Maine, man? Mm-hmm. What is going road. on? That mind that road. But that's all I had for uh 1989 Spence Cemetery still. That's all I had. Uh, it was a good uh rewatch. I laughed a lot. Um Yeah. It's like why? Why does he have a top hat? Why why did Gage come back in velvet, a top hat? Where did he find the top hat? Because remember her Rachel's sister, remember she starts her uh, I guess hallucinating mm-hmm. or whatever when she comes back uh to Judd's house from Chicago by herself. His her sister, even in the flashback, had on that green dress. And then it's like she snaps out of it or whatever happens. And Gage has on what looks like a green dress. So I'm like, he takes on the the clothes of whatever character. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not I sure don't know, where his power is. But the sister uh, didn't have work. a top hat or a cane. <laughs> so I don't know who thought to put that baby. I'm glad they did. In that top hat and, I'm very and with glad the they cane. Did. It's probably going to be the uh, thumbnail view for this episode <sighs> because it's 
a great Hilarious. shot. I'm glad that Stephen King thought that was awesome. To put that baby to, in the top. I wonder if that's in the book. I don't know. But that's all I have. That's had. all I have, Good too, re-watch. man. Great rewatch. Uh, I think it is follows uh, typical horror movie uh, conventions. You know, you um, you have to suspend disbelief at some point and and i i don't i don't that's why i i enter horror and thriller movies different than i would you know regular movie i mean you know me i'm a wet blanket anyway i could for anything but you you know you go into it expecting people to like Mm -hmm. okay they're going to make stupid decisions you know even with all that in in mind there are some parts that seem like i don't know was it like i say with the with the maid with the housekeeper what was the point of it, it I, seems I like something was missing and maybe that was the part that was cut out and where they, they should have just cut her completely out yeah because it didn't drive anything you know like i said it made the mom you know she got, she was down in the dumps but they could have been anything to make her yeah but we didn't even need to see her hallucinate about her sister that wasn't it was, so something seems to be cut out and i'm i'm not, not and it may have been need, it, it was needed probably because like you said it's a lot that just those things could have been left completely out and it would have been okay because Rachel didn't have to have that experience with her sister no to move the movie forward not at all like it was all, you know it was about essentially about I guess death and uh you you had Ellie who was you know the character that they kept trying to spare explaining death and like you say she got a, she got a whole crash course in it but we kind of forget about ellie about well you know yeah act three she's gone uh she's still in chicago yeah so we we moved to the wife and it's like we don't care we don't really care about you at this point yeah it was pretty much following the doctor him spiraling uh out of control and maybe that too we we didn't see his his spiral like you said they tried so hard to make it seem like he was just losing it you know after his son uh was ran over but i don't it's it's like we missed something blank faces and and, we missed something yeah but i watched it i watch it again i've watched this movie so many times i i can't even count um so i'll watch it again i I had to enjoy a rewatch i would never watch the remake Oh, that they did in like 2019. Oh, I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't, I don't it came think to the movies? I think it did. I think hmm. it did. I didn't see that one, yeah, of course. I won't be seeing that. Some things are better left untouched, much like dead bodies <laughs> and little pets that and have been cats. taken by the road. Leave them alone. Don't put them in ancient Micmac burial grounds. And you'll be okay. If you buy a home and has a weird path, don't go down. Don't it. go down. The don't path. follow the Do old man. Do not take the neighbor. road less traveled. Do not. Or 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 should you? No, you well, should. Well, I guess not. Don't yeah. even go down. Don't there. take. You're going to be tempted. <laughs> don't listen to any traveled. old neighbor that you have because he doesn't know. He's not going to give you all the details. Yes. And he's going to have you Stick making a pact with the devil. Rivers and lakes you're used to. Exactly. <laughs> Stick to the pet cemeteries that you're used, you're used to. to. Don't go over a mountain into a whole other place uh, the ancient burial ground You'll and wear Nikes right. and keep okay. your kids out the road and don't bring a medicine bag home if you're a doctor that stop you, being weird you're not gonna put you're not gonna have emergency kids. surgery that you need a scalpel Lewis or Valium or Valium 
Oh, oh, morphine. morphine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, we we stalling now. We just we keep talking. Uh, that's that's it. Nineteen eighty nine Pet Cemetery. We'll see y'all next week. All I don't right. know how many episodes we doing this season. It may be the last one. You might get three more. Who knows? Stick around and see. Till next time. Stick and stay. <laughs> what? Stick and stay. Uh, is that a saying? Yeah. Uh, stick and stay, guys. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>